Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods. Get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California. Welcome to another installment of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA. This is Ron, and I'll be hosting with uh, live in studio. We have Mr. Ben Seacrest with Accurate Fishing. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Ron. And also live on the radio. I guess he's live, but uh, <laughs> Andrew Mack from, I guess he's at Mountain Lakes. Andrew, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Ron. How are you guys doing? It's better live than dead, right? <laughs> are you it. at the petting zoo up there? Did they open already? Uh, they did. They already started uh, feeding the animals. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, the man, the myth, the legend, the man with the tiniest feet I've ever seen, Mr. <laughs> Sergio Feinstein. Oh, my Lord. Good morning, Southern California. <laughs> I didn't know you were dead. Awesome. Remember, legends are dead, bro. <laughs> I know, that's what I kept, I kept, okay, yeah, I have no idea. He, not yet. No he's, idea. He, they have living he, he's, he's alive still, that boy. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Anyway, good morning, everybody, and uh, wow, what a week. Let's get this show started, okay? Um, where do you want to go, Ron? Well, uh, you know, I got a couple of announcements to make right away, but let's get, with, let's get our fresh water out of the way and uh, go to Andrew. Uh, and also, missing Mia. Is not here, so we'll just go right live to Andrew and uh, let Andrew get the uh, fresh water out of the way. And uh, up to you, Andrew. Here we go. All right, guys. Yeah, Mia is not here either up here at Mountain Lakes. Um, let's see. First off, first off, uh, would you forget your notes? Liam and Valley Lake, Glossy. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to get my phone to light up. Glossy <laughs> Glen, Glossy. Uh, uh, Glen Helen, Mojave Narrows, just announced that they have a month-long catfish derby uh, that they, uh, they're they going to start August 1st. It's going to go all the way to August 31st. Uh, they have a grand prize of 1000 thousand uh, bucks for the biggest catfish for the month between those three lakes. Um, and then they have a combined total of prizes uh, around $3,700. So that's kind of exciting news. I mean, typically you don't really hear of a catfish derby. Um, it's mo- mostly trout or bass or anything like that, but so that's kind of different um, what they got going. They did the same thing for trout uh, in November. Um, it was the the month long trout derby. Um, so same kind of thing where you know you go there, you pay an extra fee of uh, of a couple bucks to enter the derby for the day, and uh, if you catch a catfish worthy of uh, weighing in, go ahead and uh, bring it to uh, one of the rangers up there. They'll weigh it, certify it. And then uh, if you're the lucky uh, biggest biggest catfish of the derby but, uh, between all three lakes, you're talking a $1,000 gain. So that's kind of cool. Uh, 
that sounds really good, actually. I, sometimes, you know, I wish we were a lot closer going up there. I'd be up there because I just, I've been up there one time, and that is a really nice spot up there. It's just a really a, a range nice. It's beautiful up there. Someday, get back up there and do some fishing. Oh, yeah, Mount, Mount, you're talking about Mountain Lakes? Yep. Yeah, Mountain Lakes is just, it's just phenomenal up here. I mean, it, it, it's for one thing, everyone that comes up here, I mean, just their whole attitude, you know, they know they're on vacation, they know they're enjoying themselves, and it's just everybody all around is so nice and, you know, having a good time. You see kids, you know, everywhere riding their bikes, and a lot of kids actually are taking to the lake now. You know, it looks like they're hanging up their uh, their Xboxes there and picking up uh, tackle boxes, so it's really cool. Um, last night we were we tried some night fishing there. Um, I guess the bite all day was uh, was pretty tough. And I know that they, they just stocked 500 pounds in each lake, but the problem is there's so many bluegill. So the, the second you throw in, you know, you're soaking your shrimp, you know, your bite on mac bites, um, you know, different things like that. Those bluegill are just picking it up and tearing it to pieces, and it's like you don't even get a chance to get a catfish bite. So um, the, we've been sticking to fishing, you know, as soon as it gets dark, and that's pretty much what's been working because the bluegill, you know, you barely get any of those bites, and every bite you're getting is, is usually a catfish. So last night, um, one of the groups I'm with, there's probably about, I think there was five kids uh, between five years old and eight years old who's never caught a catfish before. So I figure, okay, well, you know, let's help them out. You know, set everything up right, cast it out, and sure enough, within an hour and a half, we got it done where each kid was able to catch a catfish, you know. Now they're, you know, they're all yelling at each other, mine is bigger, mine is bigger. So, you know, that was that was pretty cool to see. But, you know, up here in Mountain Lakes, it's just that's what it's about, making memories, enjoying yourself. And, uh, you know, if Mia was here, he would say the Blue Jay was flying around. So. Right. Well, that sounds like, what, was, that guy, <laughs> was that guy yelling, mine's bigger, Sergio? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't want to go Yeah, so what about our favorite <laughs> lake down here? What's going on up there? Uh, favorite lake? We must be talking about good old Lake Elsinore. Uh, lake Elsinore, um, the uh, the catfish bite has still been holding strong. They're still getting them around Launch Point, you know, on the right there on the corner by the dock all the way along the beach. Uh, a lot of guys, they, they're for there. The Mac Bites is like the number one thing that's going on. Mac Bites made by Bite On. You know, it's marinated in that Cajun sauce. It's just, I mean, I don't know what it is about that stuff, but the catfish just love it out there. Um, they're also catching carp uh, here and there on a doe bait. I've actually heard of a couple carp were caught on the Mac bites this week. Um, and then uh, the bass fishing uh, got a little slower, but, you know, you know the guys that, you know, bass fish, they're not going to say, hey, it's wide open. So um, haven't heard of much bass, but the wiper, man, the wiper just biting everywhere. The only problem with wipers is that they're still not long enough. Uh, I've heard of one that was like 14 and a half inches, and it's got to be 18 inches to keep it there at Lake Elsinore, and you're only able to keep two. So I would give you know, it. Like I would give it another. As Steve, Steve always says, you know, the wiper grows, you know, an inch a month. So you're looking about about four to five months, and then maybe you'll start seeing some keepers. Yeah, in the beginning of the year, I think we're going to see some. Uh, some good wiper action out of Lake Elsinore. Okay, so it'll be cool. Very, very cool. Excellent. So how's the weather up at Mountain Lake? Oh, the weather's perfect. Um, it's, uh, it's I think, midday. It's about 90 degrees. But good thing is they have three different pools up here, so we can go swimming, you know, and all that stuff. They have the water park for the kids. Um, it's, uh, it's just, it's all around. I mean, you're kind of high. I'm not really higher up in the mountains, but it has that mountain feel, a lot of trees around here. 
you know, it's right above Lido Creek. So, you know, we're not getting the solid heat that's down the hill a little bit, but it is a little warm, um, you know, which is perfect for the catfish season. So, I mean, all in all, I mean, you're seeing, you know, a lot of people in the pools, a lot of people in the water, and, you know, a lot of people just sitting at their campsite under the shade. So it sounds like the summer, typical summer, catfish are biting, a little bit of carp, and um, it's happening from mountain lakes down to Lake Elsinore. I know uh, yeah, Santa, Anna, Santa Anna River Lakes also had a nice big stocking. Uh, tell oh, me about yeah, the tilapia. Tell me about yeah, Santa River Lakes definitely started stocking that. Uh, they mix in the tilapia with the catfish. Um, a lot of guys that are getting the tilapia, they're using a, like a simple bobber rig with uh, maybe like a three-foot leader, um, small hook, and using a night crawler. Um, some are actually catching uh, on the, a couple on the shrimp, I've heard, a little piece of shrimp. Um, but that's like few and far between. Most of the time, you're going to get the tilapia, you know, soaking a crawler. Um, a couple guys will get them on jigs. You know, if you're uh, doing like a like a drop shot of uh, maybe like a maybe two inch uh, worm there or something like that. But for the most part, I mean, you know, if you're going to target tilapia, I would say stick by the boat dock. Um, they they tend to not move around too much. So if you watch, you know, the videos there on fishing uh, fishinglakes.com. You'll see where they're stocking. I would say stick to that area. You know, try the bobber with a with a night crawl, and you'll probably catch them. Yeah, and there's some big catfish in that lake. I will tell you that there's some big, big catfish. All right, oh, yeah. fresh water. It's happening. Okay, so um, let's see. Uh, summer means catfish for the local lakes, and obviously mm-hmm. some very good fishing on our local oceans. So, Ron, you had some announcements you want to make. I do. Um, speaking of the catfish, uh, the August 7th catfish seminar at Lake Elsinore has been canceled. So we will put a new date out as soon as we can come up with some time between me and you. Well, and it hasn't been canceled. Else. It's just going to be scheduled. Right. It was it in our schedule scheduled. for August 7th. Uh, it has been canceled. Mm-hmm. So we will not be doing that. And then uh, one other announcement, which I'll in- mention again later on uh, before the show ends, is Taco Tuesday will be August 24th this month uh, this month okay not the 20 uh well the 31st so because we will actually be on the tornado so it's august okay. 24th so so august 24th oh, excellent okay excellent all right um what do you know about thursday on the sports team well i know quite a bit they um they they, they had a, a good time out there there was a lot of bonita caught some um uh uh, my goodness, barracuda caught and a lot of bass, a lot of bass. They had a few. Uh, they had a few keepers. There were a lot of shorts, but they had a really good time. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the day before they had uh, uh, foamers all over the place for tuna out there, and they went out there, and sure enough, the, they didn't want to play it today that day. So, uh, but uh, you know, Captain Bruce, it's always worth the uh, price of admission just to be around him and to talk to him. And and to me, he always. I mean, he always always will move around looking for fish and uh uh i unfortunately i want to thank everybody that covered for me as well i had an uh, incident at home and uh, i didn't get to make it and uh but uh, people that covered it but they had a really good time and as always you know the people get along and they, it's just a good trip and then you know we gave away the rod at the end of the day so very cool i do want to give a big high five to cliff for being on he was on the Sporting, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. It was really great to see him. Back, so. uh, it was really great uh-huh. to see him. He's looking good. Uh, 
standing tall and uh, doing pretty good. Excellent. Okay, now, we do have a trip coming up on August 9th. We go Western Pride. Yep. It is a twilight. It's the first twilight we've done in a couple of years. It's and, the first uh, twilight in six years. In six years, yeah. okay. So um, give us a little bit of information on, on that one. Okay, guys, it is at Davies Locker on the Western Pride. And write this number down because we really want to get, get – let's get a lot of Angler Chronicles people out there, especially wearing the shirts. If you don't have any, just let me know. Uh, we got plenty of them, but you can call Davies Locker at 949-673-1434, and that's August 9th. August and 9th, and Monday. Phone that's number again. Phone number again is 949-673-1434. And they also did extend the hours, so it's pretty cool. Excellent. So I'm, I'm looking uh, – I've been kind of following their, uh, their fishing, and they gave some really nice – quality bass um so it should be a lot of fun bring your bass rods on that one yep. it, it should be a, a really really cool gig okay uh the okay, music so. is the music's coming up you guys are going to take a break this is angler chronicles on angels radio am 830 klaa we'll be right back angels radio AMA 30. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Mr. Ben Seacrest in studio. We have Andrew Mack on the phone, and we are, you know, unfortunately we're missing Steve this week because he is on a trip, and then we have our fearless leader, Sergio. Fearless. <laughs> anyway, uh, listen, uh, a lot of good stuff going on. One of the things I've been really curious is uh, Ben 
you were over at the ICAST show. Now, folks, the ICAST show is, is meant as an industry show. So uh, would you mind, Ben, giving us a little bit of information on what went down in Florida last week? Yeah. Actually, you know, um, it was for what it was, it was a good show. COVID's actually put its damper on everything. So the ICAST show was about 30% smaller than normal, and we were probably 50% off in attendance. But it was really good to see that those core manufacturers in the surf or in the surf in the fishing industry were um, were they were there to support you know the passion of fishing to support new products to show the guys show the new show the dealers all the new products so there was a lot of really cool stuff there that I could see um, a lot of the stuff was like again it was focused the the stuff I was seeing where there was like new troll motors from Minkota. There was new stuff from Lawrence. Um, there was a lot of um, a, a lot of really cool stuff that's going to take you know for the small boaters in our crowd that, that are going to it's going to take fishing to another level where you'll be able to use your electronics to better better sniff out the fish in different points you know especially with uh, being able to see 180 in front of the boat or a 360 around in small boats. It's uh it's really like it's. It's getting on the same stage as some of the bigger sport fisher boats. But, you know, that was one aspect of it. But the other one that I saw is um, I saw, like, uh, Daiwa had come up pretty solid with some new products, and one of them being a spin reel, and they won best of show. And they won best of show for um, Freshwater, too. I'm trying to think of that small little black reel that they have. But... Um, it's the newest one to their. It's the newest one to their group. But those guys were on fire. I didn't see much with Shimano. Um, we brought out a new reel called the Turn Two, and that thing will um, show up uh, the end of November, which uh, is it's basically focused on the West Coast and being able to cast surface irons or whatever else you want to cast with it, with less backlashes and just just be, ma making your fishing more enjoyable. Um, as for lines, I saw all sorts of new like braided lines that were out. As people continue to move, they're always after more capacity on a smaller reel with the braided lines. The one thing to think about is the smaller the diameter, the less strength it's going to have when it hits things. So um, I'm not a real fan of that. Um, so I was looking at that. But then, uh, again, if you guys are looking for stuff to have in the boat, Yeti had a whole bunch of new coolers out. Um, there was another one that we've worked with in the past called AO Marine, which had a new fish bag, new coolers. Um, and then as for lures, get ready. There's everything you can imagine is coming from both freshwater and saltwater on the lure side. And you'll probably see most of that product hit. You might see it hit this, this Christmas season, the holidays here. But um, there's a lot of really cool stuff um, that guys have figured out and bringing out for us to fish with. So very good very good yeah i uh now, now you were talking to me this week about some new lures for tuna yeah well i mean i guess not so they're not so new sergio i would say that um the stuff that i've been realizing i learned so much stuff in the, like the last three weeks with all those those foamers that we had on the beach and and unfortunately, I live in San Clemente, so what I was doing is driving home at 4 o'clock, getting home about 4.45, hooking the boat on and running down to Dana and launching, and there was plenty of fish to be had. So 
I had one thing that was really, um, it was instrumental in my thought process because I never thought about it this way, but, and I'll pass it on to you guys. Um, I was talking to Danny Wade. I was having a problem keeping big fish hooked on a treble hook. And I, I had two fish that, um, I fished five days and I was four for six on good fish. And the two that I lost, I fought for over an hour. I had one, an hour and a half to one, another, another one, about two hours. And the problem is the fish got really spooky. So you had to use, I was using 500 two speeds and I was using eight foot two, um, uh, 824 I rod. And that's rated for like 30 to 50. And what it did is it gave me a, it gave me a lot of really good action. So I could actually hold the fish on that, on the, the, the hooks in the fish. But the weirdest thing is I would fight these fish for a long time and I would, they head shake and do all this stuff. And so in my head, I'm thinking I'm opening a hole in them, but I'm using treble hooks on everything. So I lost one. And the next day I lost another one. And I called Danny Wade down in San Diego and I said, Danny, I don't understand why i'm losing these fish on treble hooks and he goes you know what benny he goes think of it this way and I, this is one that's really super critical for everybody to listen is think of the guy when you see the guy lay on a bed of nails and i was like what does that have to do with anything and he goes when the guy lays on the bed of nails and his his skin is not punctured it spreads out the pressure of the nails across the skin and the more I thought about what he's saying is with the treble hook, you got three hooks. Normally, when you hook a fish with the treble hook, you got two hooks going in somewhere, right? And he's telling me that, especially with the lighter tackle and not being able to really wind in and give it to him because, you know, you're, you're not fishing 100 pound. I'm, I'm, I'm literally fishing 50 pound with these little jigs that I'm using that I wasn't getting really good hook sets and with the fish keeping his mouth shut that, you know, a lot of times when you're fighting big fish in a small boat, you plane them. So that means you parallel where the fish is going, just stay parallel with them and keep on pulling across his shoulder to bring him up. As he gets closer to the boat, you move the boat a little bit further over and you keep on moving. And once I heard him say that, it was pretty amazing. I, he gave me a couple ideas. So I went home and I took these small jigs that I was using. And I even took surface iron. And if any of you guys are going to um, Andrew Maxi Vike um, seminar today, you'll see the stuff that I'm talking about. I'm going to bring it with me so you can see it. But I took assist hooks and put them on there. And those are single hooks that are on the, it's probably 200-pound, <clears throat> 300-pound rope. After that, every time I hooked a fish, I hooked them with one point of a, of a hook. I got those fish. So <clears throat> it really changed the way I was looking at things um, with the fishing and the way it was going out front. And the other thing that I, I can tell you that another thing I learned that, I mean, you're talking, I've, t I've done this for years and years and years. And for me to sit out there and look at stuff and figure new stuff out, that made me feel like I was paying attention. And the other thing I learned is I was watching these guys that were with me on this one boat when we were casting. They kept on casting the foamers and not getting bit. And I was, wa I was driving the boat, and I was looking over, and I could see bait come about two inches off the water. And it looked like it was, uh, it looked like it was just moving back and forth, up and down, because that was where the focus of fish was that was pounding on the bait. Those fish 
They don't see anything. Their mouth is open. They're just eating. The other fish that you see when you're casting in the foamers, you'll see a bunch of fish running around. And as they're running around, they see things, right? So a lot of times those fish aren't going to bite as good as the one that are pushing up baits. So when you come into a foamer and you can see the bait where the foaming's really going on, you see bait involved. I was casting in there and I was getting bit every time it hit in there. So it was like one of those things where the foamer's like, what? How big are those foamers? It's as big as your house. And you're looking at mm-hmm. a, one size of that house. You're looking at one part of that house, your bathroom, is those baits pushing up. So when you come into a foamer, if you got the opportunity, like if you're in a, even on a party boat, when you come into a foamer, those guys are getting into foam that's really good and it stays up. Watch where you're casting. You know, there's two ways to do it. You can cast beyond the foamer and bring your bait back into the foamer. That works. But casting right into that zone where the bait is just moving up and down on top of the water, those fish don't have any eyeballs open. They're just opening their mouth, and they'll eat. Very cool. Very cool. So recommendation on your jig, single hook. Well, recommendation on the jigs is um, single hook's great. Owner makes a great single hook. It's an offset point. The other thing that owner makes is assist hooks. Don't be afraid to put two assist hooks on the back of your jig where your treble is. So when I was walking around, people were like, I don't get this. It's like, trust me, it works. It was a proven deal. So the trebles work great in some aspects, right? I've always used trebles, but I couldn't understand. If you really look at watching yourself use trebles, they're probably like effectiveness, maybe 60% all throughout. When you get to a single hook and you get a solid hook set and a single hook, it's pretty much 90%. Okay. All right. So uh, recommendation then if you're going to go, if you like using your jigs, make sure that you, you know, swipe out the uh, treble hook for an owner replacement hook. Or you can use other owner hooks. People don't realize you can use any hook you want. Yeah. Okay. You can you can use uh, with the split ring. You can put on any hook. You like the offset? Yeah. I you mean, think? I'm I'm not. I can't really remember the name, Sergio. But it's 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 not like that mm-hmm. big Jobu that I use for big tunas. They make a smaller right. hook like that. That's like a five aught. It might be a seven aught. No, I think it's a five aught. But the thing is. Get the owner split rings. They make split rings that are 200-pound split rings that you can easily put the hooks on. You don't even need to go near 200. You can use 150 or whatever. But the other thing is the key part is to make sure there's a split ring on the top of your jig, which a lot of people don't look at. And I'm not talking about surface iron. I'm just talking about those metal jigs. They sell a lot Mm -hmm. of them without split rings. You want split rings on your jigs. Well, very good. Very good. I hadn't thought about that. Excellent. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, there's a very good bite going on right now um, off, off everywhere. Uh, you've got tuna on and off. In other words, uh, you get some good days, you get some bad days. That's typical tuna fishing. Uh, the, the quality is still there. Uh, I heard smaller fish this week. When I say smaller fish, I'm talking up to 100 pounds. Yeah. I uh, haven't seen a lot of 200-pounders this week but uh, they're all there um it's just a matter of finding the right bunch okay uh the san diego the tribute the grande they're all coming back with one or two to ten fish uh everything is about 60 to 120 pounds uh so there's some good good quality fish and um a lot of yellowtail a yeah. lot of yellowtail big yellowtail, yellowtail too 
Yeah, and I guess that's somebody at the patties, right? Yeah, there's a lot of big yelltail. I think we're going to, to break right now, but I got some more information on the tuna, too, so um, right, stay everybody. tuned. Excellent. Okay. Perfect. All right, let's go to the break. All right, everybody, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Radio. AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Angel Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And we were talking about tuna as, you know, we should be. Uh, but I want to give a shout-out real quick to especially Cliff. Cliff, great to see you, my friend. Paul, Jonathan, Mike, Brad, Daniel, and there's a lot more we'll get to you later. Thank you for taking us into your – at least we have eight listeners that I know of. And uh, <laughs> so that's really cool. So, Sergio, what else Very we got good. going? You know, I want, I want to really get into the yellowtail, too, because they're really starting to go off. But, you know, Ben's got some more things about tuna and – yeah, let's, let's go ahead. Ben, ben, you had a few more things. Yeah, to so a couple other things. I just wanna, I wanna bring it out to the to the listeners, not to get frustrated on these fish because, you know, what's going on is, um, the fish, no matter what. Like I've talked to a whole bunch of guys, and we're all saying the same thing. This time of year, where are the fish normally at, they're behind Clemente, acclimating into that uh, uh, into that area, to sit there. So right now, we've been watching, 
is I have a lot of guys that are like commercial guys that are fishing them, and they're fishing them for a living, and they're telling me that they're just going in a circle. So they're going down the beach, south to north. They go out, and they go through the rigs. They were in the rigs the other day, like pretty good. You guys all heard about that. So then they, they make a left turn. They come out, and, you know, they get outside. They're in the 175, the 172 on the other side of um, – uh, other side of um, Catalina, and then they move. There, there's groups of fish that are moving up and through the islands, and they had fish, you know, damn near to Rosa. And then they make another left, and they come back down the ridge. Well, the fish that are in front of Catalina are just doing a big circle from, you know, from San Diego waters coming down, and then moving back down, and they're doing circles on. The, if you watch, they're doing a circle. They'll go out. They'll hit like the 277, the 289. They move down the ridge. They come back down. They move back inside. So one of the really hot spots that's been going on, which if you watch a marine traffic, the Royal Polaris has been sitting anywhere off of like Encinitas, 7 to 10 miles or 20 miles. Yesterday they were 20 miles off La Jolla. You're talking about three to five day trips are all staying in U.S. waters to catch these fish and they're catching limits. So that's why my, the big thing is, is like Wooly the other day, Wooly from Dana Point got in from a, a two half days, drove out, caught a fish that was probably 70 pounds with his crew, did a crew trip out there. There's plenty of fish in the inside. Don't get frustrated. Keep your keep your ears open. And the big thing that I'll tell you that I, that's worked for me is that if someone says that day that there's fish there and you have an opportunity to go fish those fish that day, that's the day you want to go. Because from one day to the next, they haven't been there. And when people, like I'm talking to Wooly, I'm talking to a couple other guys down there, they'll call me and say, hey, they're here today. I show up. I get my skiff in the water, get out there that's when i catch them when they say hey they're here today and i go fishing tomorrow they're pretty much not there so until they find a spot to sit in that has all the bait and they're comfortable and sitting in there they haven't clicked into any zones so this this year sergio i think is probably like five five to seven years ago when we had those fish that would come close and would sit out and come close and sit out these fish are doing the same thing but they're just doing it in a big circle Okay, you know, yeah, right now, hold on, Sergio, we, right now we got Captain Rick Scott calling in from the Ocean Odyssey, and he's had quite a oh, week God. as well, so yeah. cue up, Rick. Morning, Captain Rick. Are Good you there? Good morning, how's everybody doing? We're all great. What's up, Rick? You've had quite a week? Yeah, Rick. We have uh, had quite wow. a week here on the Ocean Odyssey, yes. Congratulations, my friend. Um where to go and save. Everybody wants to hear the story, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell us a story of saving a guy out in the middle of the ocean. Okay. Well, let's start off with we've had a great week. We've been catching fish all week. So that's, that's a blessing. But you caught um, a dude. We were, uh, we caught a dude. Yes, we caught a dude. It sounds like you, Ron, um, in the early years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. So, um, we were fishing, had really good fishing, um, had a little spare time on our hands, and I heard a call about a guy that went in the water um, off his dad's boat. I heard him talking to the Coast Guard, the father. He was looking for his son. And so I headed in that direction, and we got up there. We looked around for a while. Um, couldn't find him. We uh, were having a hard time getting information from the father on the time he went in, 
you know, if there was any other markings or anything around. So we, we looked for a while, couldn't find them. Um, so we just kind of expanded our search pattern, um, and we got lucky, stumbled upon him, and he had been in the water for a lot longer than we thought. He was in the water for four and a half hours, which is a long time. Wow. And, uh, you know, he, he had a wetsuit on, so uh, water was 72 degrees where he was. So the, the cold water wasn't much of a factor. He was a very well-conditioned swimmer, which really helped. And uh, once we got him on the boat, he uh, wasn't tired. It was kind of odd. It was like he had just jumped into a pool, swam for a little while, hopped out, and was going to continue on with his day. He uh, wasn't exhausted. He was a little tired. But uh, we brought him on the boat, gave him a medical uh, assessment, gave him some water, and he was good to go. The Coast Guard took him, uh, put him back on his dad's boat, and off he went. I mean, it didn't happen that quick, but that's kind of in a short story what happened. Well, you know, here's the thing that um, most people don't realize. Um, when you're out in the ocean, uh, anything can happen. And, um, you know, this is important for people to understand whether you go on your own boat like Ben does or you do a lot of party boats, safety is always number one. And, you know, we take for granted sometimes all the safety uh, talks. That, I mean, you, every time people get on a boat, every trip you do a little safety uh, seminar. Where's all the life rafts? Where's all the – where everything is, Okay. I just know that if I ever go down, I'm going to be where the E-perb is, okay? I'll be hugging that E-perb, okay? But um, so important to pay attention to your surroundings and safety. Now, this guy um, was actually diving, right? Yeah. Well, if you're on my boat, you're you're not going to be hugging that E-perb because (laughs) – You'd have to be hugging me, and that ain't going to happen. You know, I'm sure that he would be hugging you, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd be hugging yeah. you, Rick. I, no, I, no, no, no. Yeah. There'll be no, three guys on be top of Rick. No, no, no. There'll be none of that. hug. Uh-uh. hug. Okay, so, so I, yeah, that uh, guy was... But, but, let me, but, but let me say this. We are trained very well here on the boat to go into situations like that. Uh, we, we do man overboards, uh, fire drills, um, abandoned ship flooding. So when something like that happens, it's not mass confusion. We rolled up on him. Um, you know, we work with the Coast Guard real close, uh, have regulations that we have to, to stand by. And when we rolled up on him, everything just clicked in, and it happened uh, just like it does when we do our drills. I might say within a minute and a half, maybe less than that from the time we rolled up on him, he was on the boat. So it, it, everything went really smooth. Hmm. And that's thanks to all the training and uh, the, the standards they have, STCW um, and uh, things like that, that uh, made it happen so quick. And, of course, an awesome crew. You know, the crew, the crew snapped uh, into action, and uh, things just went real smooth. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, yeah, I know you're a bit of a celebrity yesterday in San Diego. I think every news organization was uh, was with you. I actually watched you on TV last night. Kind of fun to see you. Uh, not a great reason, but a very great outcome. 
So I want to know, this guy was diving and got separated from the boat? Is that what happened? Yeah, he was, uh, so he says he was uh, 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 spear gunning, you know, and he hopped off the boat, he said, while his dad was still in gear and his dad didn't see him go over. Oh, man. And uh, once he got in the water, he saw his dad driving away and then realized that his dad didn't see him once he started panicking and driving around frantically trying to find him. So that's probably not a good idea to hop off the boat when, uh, at any time when it's moving. But uh, let alone even hopping off the boat without letting somebody else know, even if it's not moving. Somebody's out looking for you. Yeah, you know what's weird about that, Rick? I don't know if you remember, but I remember um, Joe Bongos had a guy fall off of his boat, and it was like 20 years ago. And he had that, he had tracking, you know, that track on where he could see where he was going and where he's been. And he followed it back and found the guy again. And that was one of the only, that was the only time I ever heard of a story where anybody's found because normally someone falls off a boat, they never get them again. Yeah. 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 Well, the currents, you know, I mean, like I said, that guy, he, that, this guy had drifted uh, over three miles wow. from where he went in the water when, when the, by the time we found him. So, um, of course, you know, you're not going to stay in one spot with ocean currents. Huh. And uh, so that's what we did. We read the ocean currents and kind of looked in the air we thought he was in. And the current was just going a little bit more north than I had thought and uh, we went a little bit to the north from where we were looking and we got lucky chad found him actually so chad, chad. really cool very cool yeah so how's it fishing you've been seeing our reports it's been on fire they have been yeah. man the boat yeah. is wow yeah it's on fire on the beach we've been sports, we've been, <laughs> yeah <laughs> We've been fortunate. Fishing is really good. We've had really good yellowtail fishing. Uh, we were able to go up, and uh, I think we were the fortunate boat the other day. We hooked probably 20, maybe a little more bluefin um, in that area up there where it's very slow fishing. Uh, we managed to catch eight. Of course, those 50, 60-pounders, you know, they take their toll on you. But uh, fishing is uh, very good right now. Um, lots of yellowtail. The grade of the yellowtail is really nice. Yep. Um, and some grotto showing up, so it's it's summertime fishing coming around here. Hopefully the yellowfin will show up. Hey, uh, Rick, what what uh, you said you you hooked twenty, landed eight. Is that uh, because of line? Um, a variation of everything. It was it, there was a little bit of sea, you know, it was a little windy, a little rough, but uh, you know, a little bit of everything. Thumbs, drags, people going full drag, uh, pulling hooks. Uh, things like that. Just a, a variation of everything. That's just the way that fishing is. Those fish, people think those 50, 60 pound bluefin are easy to catch. And no. They are not. No. Um, no. Uh, that, you know, light, light line. Of course, the, the first fish we hooked, uh, first fish we got bit on of the day, the guy was fishing 20 pound, and that didn't even last a second. On bass so gear? Me. I, was, I wasn't on the boat. I wasn't on the on boat. On bass gear? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, just about on bass gear, but, you know. So, you know, we're asking people to show up with at least uh, 40 pounds. They they seem to bite the 40-pound mono okay. And well, with that, you have at least, a, you know, more than half a chance if you uh, know how to pull on them. But, uh, you know, the last last 25 feet is the, the toughest part when yeah, you got to start is. pulling. You know, that's typically when things go bad, you know, hooks pull, lines break, chafed up lines from getting tangled up breaks. Things like that. Huh. Yeah, and this is this is where two speed reels really uh, make sense. 
So uh, everybody pay attention. 40 pounds, I would say bare minimum. So what would you say? Get a 40 and a 60? If you had to bring two outfits, 40 and 60? We'll do it. Yeah, 40, 60, because if you, need, if you need 50, you can always put that, that floral carbon top shot on the yeah. 60. Uh, will be helpful. There hasn't been really a night bite. Um, I don't know. I forgot. My my friend Jason Diamond coming down from Santa Barbara and he's going to start us on the Coral Sea up there. He's coming down tomorrow night. He's asking me if he should bring the big gear. I explained to him that, you know, we don't really haven't been on that big fish. We don't know where it's at. Um, there hasn't been a night bite on the smaller fish, but bring it. Bring it because you never know. So don't don't leave home without it. You never know what's going to happen. Things can change in a day. Um, so make sure you have the heavy gear. Um if you're going on a longer trip, two and a half day, you're going to want some 30 pounds because uh, we are we'll probably kelp fish one day and then uh, possibly go up and uh, fish the bluefin on the second. Hey Rick, day. I know you're on the stat phone. Can you wait? Hang on a little bit longer. Um, yeah, a little bit. Okay, so we got to go to break. This is Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. You're listening to Angry Chronicles, and we'll be right back. I've got an old coat for a pillow, and the earth was last night's bed. I don't know where I'm going. Only God knows where I've been. Angels Radio. AM 830. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 830. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And we're uh, talking to Captain Rick Scott on the Ocean Odyssey. Uh, Rick, I know you really got into a good yellowtail bite. And what were they using? Uh, we're fishing sardines for those, but you know they have been biting the uh, I, the irons, the, the heavy jigs, the uh, yo-yo jigs, and they're even biting the surface iron jig on these kelp. So uh, I want to see the quality. They're anywhere from uh, there's some three, four pounders in there, but we've had some uh, quite a few actually, twenty pounders, occasional twenty-five pounder, um, quite a few twelve to fifteen pounders. So the great the great is really nice. Cool. So how does everybody get on your boat? 
can tell us? Right from San Diego. Walk down the dock. <laughs> with your two right. legs. How do we get in touch with you to book a trip? <laughs> well, you're not going to get in touch with me, that's for sure. You can log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Um, book right online. You don't have to talk to anybody. Um, you give Dino a call, 619-889-4535. She'll be more than happy to uh, take your reservation. You know, I was surprised to see, I think it's... The October trip we have with you guys still has room on it. That's yeah, crazy. I uh, I saw that. Uh, I was going to mention that later today. I saw that. Um, that'll be. We'll take care of that. Don't worry. But uh, uh, yeah. I'll bet. I bet now it's going to go quick. It'll be. It'll be sold out by by tomorrow night. <laughs> yep. And uh, <laughs> it was sold out for a while, and then it looks like something opened up. So hey, you know that's an opportunity for you all out there. That's a good time of year to fish too. Absolutely. So, yeah, and Rhonda already said she wants to go. My favorite, yeah, that's my favorite time of the year. Usually we get, typically we get uh, the slight offshore winds, the ocean lays down, it's oh, yeah. nice and calm, and the yellowfin show up, and we drive around loading up on yellowfin and some Dorado, and yeah. They've been here lately, like though. There's been some of those in the counts lately. I haven't personally seen them, the stuff that I'm doing, but some of the guys said they saw yellowfin. Um, you know, that fish that's been on the beach... There's been guys saying that they're seeing yellowfin in the mix of that stuff. So, yeah, there there is. We've seen for the last month we've seen big schools of them that just don't bite. And I know some of it got up there in the channel or you know on the ridge there. Yeah. And I think those boats with the big, I mean the boats with the big nets got got those. Well, That's too bad. But yeah, it, we need to get we need to we need them to come in here and get settled in on the kelps is what we need so that uh, yeah that'd be fun. Okay, Rick. So, is there anything else that you can add? I know, I know that uh, you know your 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 boat is a hero boat now, and uh, I'm proud to be associated with you guys. I know Sergio is. Um, just an awesome platform. So, you, opening in October, there's opening. I I think you're sold out. What now until then, aren't you? Yeah, we're sold out until October. But you know, I don't want to think of myself as a hero. I'm just an average guy doing my job. My, no, uh, I'm my just, I'm, I'm proud of you. I put my pants on one leg at a time like yeah, everybody else. Like Sergio's going to say, uh, we're, I, you're awesome. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like the the count. Limits a yellow tail and a dude. I love that. And a dude. I caught a dude. That's all, that's all right. Yeah. Okay, I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. thank, thank you for uh, being out there, uh, on behalf of everybody, just thank you so much, and uh, go get them, Rick. Have fun, Rick. Okay. Have fun, All Rick. right, we're going to start looking right now. We're going to find our kelp. All right, you guys have a great week. We'll talk to everybody next weekend. See you, brother. Thanks, Rick. You got it. All right, bye-bye. How cool is that? Um, I How cool uh, is that, huh? Andrew, did you have anything else to say? I know you're going to need to sign off here. Yeah, I'm just going to sign off. Uh, nothing really, just the Casey Angler meeting uh, later, so I will see all you guys there. Yep, that was uh, my cool. topic for later, but okay. And I'll, I'll talk to you next week, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, I'll see you later. All right, all right take care. All right. Well, um, you know, the, the key, I think, uh, with all this fishing going on, uh, for tuna is having the right gear. I mean, we talk about it all the time, and it, it blows my mind. Rick says, 
You know, we, we hooked up 20, only got eight. Huh. What happened to those other 12 fish? Yeah. And chances are you're just not using the right gear. Um, uh, you know, um, I, but do me a favor, then and explain setting your drags and okay. what drags do. You got I, it. I, I, I see that. Yeah, I see guys all the time using their thumb, okay, to try to slow down the spool, and that's not what drags. No. Drags were invented for a reason. Yeah, and, and that so you know what? That's talk a, a little bit about that. That's a really a really good topic, Sergio. <laughs> um, it comes also down to Rick, the just fishing with people like Rick. You have to be prepared. So the six P's are going to go in there. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. So that means that if I was to go on one of those boats, I'd make sure and figure out what size fish he's seeing, and I'd be prepared with at least three outfits, like we always talk about. So we talk over and over about the same thing. But Sergio's question about drag is super important. And, and if you're not learning every time you fish about certain things, then you better start paying attention because drag is one that's critical. So what you do normally is, you're going to get to a point where you can pull on the drag and you're going to feel it and you're going to go, ah, that's about four, four pounds, eight pounds, whatever you're looking at. But what you want to do is, is for this tuna stuff, I would set my tra drag, especially if you're a beginner, try to set it at about a quarter of the breaking strength of the line that you're fishing. And the way to set that is to put your rod in a rod holder, have your kid hold it, your wife hold it, whatever, put a scale on it and pull off the tip do about five pulls off the tip with the with the scale attached to the line and then start doing five, three even pulls to see how long how how what the what the rating is on the on the scale if i'm fishing 12 pound i'm going to want three pounds if i'm fishing um a 65 pound i'm going to want what 15 pounds a drag so remember as the drag goes off a reel especially with the tuna as soon as you hook them he starts taking line. He takes a third of the line off your spool. Your drag has went up by 30%. Okay? So what happens is once he takes off, let's say he's got half the spool, it's double drag. So the key that Sergio is talking about is, is to set your drag appropriately when you get on the boat. And you'll figure out when you need to go up or down. And uh, the, the best thing you can do is if you're going to fish tuna is to fish your lever drag reel. So a lever drag reel gives you the opportunity to know exactly where you are when you are on, on the drag. So you've got it set at strike to the quarter, starts taking some line. You might have to back off a little bit. When you hear line tinging on your reel, that's too tight. So you're going to back off a little bit. So you're not going to back off a whole bunch, but you're going to figure out what's comfortable for you. The key to a reel is the rod. If the rod is not loaded, it's not doing its job. The rod puts all the pressure on the fish, takes it off on you, and all the reel does is regulate the pressure that you're putting on the fish. So remember, when you're, when you're fighting a fish, you want to do everything smooth, nothing jerky, so you're going to learn how you're going to pump appropriately. The guys on the boat will teach you how to do that, too. Remember, the rail's your friend. If you feel like you're getting worn out, put the rod on the rail, keep the rod bent. And the one thing that I was wanted to talk to you guys about a little bit was the last couple of weeks fighting bigger fish in skiffs, I was on the rail, and I was on the rail for over an hour. And what I learned about that is you can go too far with the drag and go way up, right? And when you go way up, you're going to hear the line ting. A lot of times, don't go to that place, but learn how to take your hand and not use your thumb 
take your full hand and put it over the spool line lightly and learn how to apply how much pressure you can apply. And once you figure out how much pressure to like, because people go to me and they go, we make reels. Why would you tell people to do that? Because there's nothing more effective than your head to be able to think about the feel, the pressure that you feel in your hand. And I did it the last couple times, and I've done it most of my life that way, but I'm telling you, it's, it's a sense that you can that you can gain by doing if you don't do it you're never going to have that sense so i mean i know you do it sergio i know ron does it but people don't talk about it you have to learn how hard you can pull on a fish and that comes down to the rod you're using and how much drag you have on your reel but drag is critical with these fish that we're catching right now and if you hook a hundred pounder you'll really understand it because it was really weird. We got off the water the other day, and I usually fish about a third of my breaking strength of the line, but I don't scale my stuff. I just feel it and go. I got off the boat. I could barely pull the line off my reel, and I went home without touching it, and I was fishing 65, and I had 50-pound test floral on top, and it was exactly at 21 pounds. And when, when you go to 21 pounds of drag, like people go, well, you know, Sergio, I fish 40 pounds of drag. They don't even know at 21 pounds. I was cutting my hand trying to get it off at home. So I was like, wow. So to study the dynamics of drag. Okay, so let's look about this. Not everybody has a scale to set your drag. So one of the things you can do is you can do it by feel. It's very tough, okay? Uh, But if you don't know, ask a deckhand. Okay. Yeah. These guys are—they can tell. One of the ways you can do it is um, if you have a glove on. Okay. Uh, pull the line and snap the line. A lot of times when you pull real hard, if your line breaks, that tells you you're low too tight. It should always give line. You're better off with a loose drag than a tight drag, I would say. For sure. If you're gonna. Yeah, okay. Um, as long as you have enough line, you can do it. And, and I love the idea of a lever drag when we talk about these tuna versus a, a star drag. Okay, because a lever, you can adjust. Okay, people yeah. don't realize that. Here's, here's okay, everybody, hold, hold on to that thought, and uh, let's. Uh, we got to go to break here now, um, but uh, we're really getting into some good topics here. We're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA, and we'll be right back with Danny Jackson. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. When you hear that song, you know what it means. It's time for the one, the only, the jig slinger, Danny Jackson. Good morning, Danny. Hey, good morning, Ron and Ben Seacrest. And a top of the morning to you there, uh, Tio Sergio. Hey, how are you, Danny? <laughs> hey, I'm good, Sergio. And listen, uh, Ron, uh, I've got to tell you something right out of the gate here. You know, you mentioned... Uh, we've got at least eight listeners. Let me tell you, I, I, I don't do shout-outs very often, but we've got nine listeners, okay, at least. And that that listener is Patty Hansen, Team One Accounting. Patty is 
a regular listener to Anger Chronicles. Uh, big Angel fan, goes to Angel Games with Carrie quite a bit. And uh, just she's a regular listener. So I want to give her a shout-out. Let's all say good morning to Patty there, Ron and Ben. All right, good morning, morning. Patty. Good morning, Patty. <laughs> hey, she's an Angel fan. That's enough for me. She's my friend for life, so. <laughs> well, me too, Very me cool. too. Very cool. Anyway. Anyway, good morning to Patty. And I have a question here this morning for Ben. Ben, um, you know, I was out yesterday. You're, you're an avid uh, private boater, of course, all your life. And uh, I was out locally out of Huntington Harbor yesterday. You know, when I, when I generally try to go out at first light, which right now is pretty close to 6 o'clock in the morning. And um, the first thing I noticed was a little westerly wind, a little westerly breeze that early. Normally I'm looking for something east or southeast because I know it's going to stop a little bit later, the summer pattern, and the westerlies won't come up till a little bit later, hopefully. But yesterday when I saw west wind at 6 a.m., not much, but the wrong direction, I thought, and because it, it just it never stopped, it just continued out of the west, we got in early, actually, uh, actually late for me, almost 2 o'clock, but all the boats were in because of the breeze. And I was going to ask you, Ben, uh, you know, especially in a summer summer pattern like we have right now, what do you want to see at first light? I mean, you're you're launching your boat. It's quarter to six in the morning. If anything at all, or do you even concern yourself with the breeze at all? No, in, anything out of the west, Danny, in the morning, in the morning, get ready. You know, very rarely does it does it pipe down. Like I've been watching the weather, like. You know that, like, was it two to three weeks ago? We were in a we were in a pattern where there was no wind, and I was going fishing in the in in the afternoon into the evening, it was dead flat, no wind. So when I get on the water, I want to see that eastern, like that something coming out down the San San Juan River, hitting Dana Point, and it's right in your back. That's what you really want to see. But when that west starts early, you really got to watch it because it will just sprinkle on you until about ten or eleven, and then it will get going and. Just want to make sure that wherever you're at, you're upwind of it, so that when you drive home, you've got it in your back versus in your face or on the on the quarter. Yeah. You know. Well, Ben, thank you because that's exactly what happened yesterday. It never stopped from the west, and uh, by 10 a.m. it was capping. We fished till about 11, came home. We, we actually still managed to limit of bass, mainly calico. So we had a good day. But anyway, I just want to ask you that question because I pay a lot of attention to wind direction. Uh, early in the morning because, well, anyway, just yesterday is a good example. You, you anyway, know, from um, what you're yeah. talking about, Danny, real quick, is that safety is the number one factor of any of us getting on the boat, right? And what Danny's bringing up is something that everybody should be thinking is that the more you fish, especially with your friends or in your own boat, you need to know your surroundings. You need to know what, what's going on, especially with the wind, and if you don't, um, you better watch it. I've been like, I had the. Uh, did you hear that story, um, Sergio? That I took the Marcianos fishing over at Clemente, and it was supposed to be a yeah. nice day, and I felt the wind coming down. It was coming down the backside of the <laughs> island, and I turned on him, and I was like, "We got to get out of here." And it was like, "Well, we're catching fish. Let's just fish a little bit more." By the time I turned around up at the harbor. And start, you know, up at the top of the island and in Northwest Harbor, and started home. We got slaughtered. And normally it's a two-hour ride home, and it was like three and a half. So it's wow. all about watching the wind. And if you feel that in your bones that something bad's going to start, get out of there as soon as you can. So I just think it's cool that, that Danny brings that up because it's super important. 
Yes. Yeah, well, um, you know, especially Serge, this week. Sergio and I. What's that, Serge? I think especially this week with uh, Rick coming oh, yeah, to uh, rescue yeah. a guy. Okay, uh, yes. a dude. He caught a dude. Okay, and uh, it, it, safety is so number one. Yeah, you know that, that that's the one thing that we take we take for granted. You know, we we all think we're supermen, and we're not. Okay, the mother nature will win every single time if she wants to. So uh, paying attention uh, is super important, especially if you have your own boat. If you go on a party boat, you're safe. You know, these guys got you, got you covered. But if you're on your own boat, you know, just make sure you're always watching, you're always seeing everything around you, wind, waves, everything. you got to look at everything. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, think about some of the guys that we know, uh, uh, Ben, you know, some of these calico bass fishermen that have, have actually put their boats, you know, capsized their boats fishing for calico well, There's bass. quite a few of them you uh, don't hear about. And these guys yeah. are seasoned, seasoned uh, sailors and fishermen. So uh, it, it, it happens even to the best of us, okay? So you have to be aware of your surroundings at all times. So good point there, Jackson. Good point. Yeah, well, you know, Sergio, you and I both pay a lot of attention. We're private boaters ourselves now with Freedom Boat Club, and we pay a lot of attention uh, to things like that. And, you know, Ben, one other quick thing. You know, any, every time we get on the boat, I don't know if it's guys, I don't care if it's guys who fished with me before, fish with me a lot, or it's their first time fishing with me. The first thing I do when I get on the boat in the morning, I show them, number one, where the fire extinguisher is. I show them where the throw cushion is, the life jackets. Those are three main things I cover right out of the gate because, you know, something happens, especially if I go down and people, you don't want them scrambling and saying, oh, where's the fire extinguisher or, or a throw cushion? Uh, we do that right out of the gate. You anyway, know, that's, that's uh, um, something like I'm an old dog. I forgot about that, so you just actually put that in my head because when I get in the boat, the first thing I'm thinking about is where I'm going and what I'm going to catch. So that's super important. If you want to live to see the next day, know your boat, know what it's around. The other thing to think about, too, is like people are always telling me, well, I got this big engine and it goes this fast. Speed kills on the ocean, especially if you don't understand the conditions of the ocean. And if you, let's say you're going down, you're going down the trough, you know, your, your, your direction's down a trough or somewhere around there. To be able to to understand how to trim a boat and watch bearing the nose, super important. Oh, you know, especially you know, like you mentioned, they're going downstream. I, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm not real good at that. I just, I try to, uh, to really pay attention. You don't want to bury that nose, and, you, and your trim is important. And uh, I just try to stay out of the 15 knots of wind or more, anyway. <laughs> so, so anyway. Let's let's get to the show tomorrow, and Sergio. I'd like you to talk about this uh, if you would. We're going back to the East Cape tomorrow, and we're going to uh, at 8:30 tomorrow morning on Bali. Uh, it's the 15th annual Fishers of Men West Coast Invitational Tournament at the Van Warmer Properties, of course. Sergio, why don't you talk about that one a bit? All right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, the yearly pilgrimage that we make. Uh, take shoes to the East Cape, and um, it's just uh, one of the things that's been very, very close to our heart now. Uh, I always 
remember the first time I went and had to see 20 kids not get a pair of shoes. And why is it important? Because these kids aren't allowed to go to school without a pair of shoes. And when you see the poverty uh, that is down there, that we obviously have actually no clue as, as what poverty really is uh, here in the States. Uh, it, it really tugs at your heart. And so we set out with Ron to create Taco Tuesdays to, to, to raise money for these kids out there and um, make, make sure that we're able to raise the shoes. Now, this episode... Is that the men's uh, getaway, or is it the actual shoe giveaway? Actually, this is the this is the invitational. This is the uh, fishes of men tournament. Right. With the, so, with, uh, so one yeah, of the aspects, yeah. yeah so, so one of the aspects of this is the uh, fishes of men puts together a trip, uh, usually in August, and in fact they've been ready to go this year, and they go out and they get together, and it's usually the same guys that. Will, will volunteer for the shoe giveaway, and it's a fundraiser for buying shoes. Okay, everything goes back to buying shoes. Um, we don't realize how important a pair of shoes can be in the life of an individual. So we take a lot of stuff for granted, you know. But uh, it really is a fantastic, fantastic episode. You'll see a lot of fishing, a lot of uh, friends having a great time. Um, Ron, you fished with, uh, I think that was with Michael, out of Michael Sports Club and Grill, and Craig uh, Elliott. Elliott from from uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. Um, I got a chance to be on Chucky's boat, Chucky Van Warmer's. Um, it was just, just fantastic, fantastic fishing, and um, for a very, very good cause. Yeah. And that's what we're all about. So well, that's the, that's that that was the tournament where we got the name of the Three Stooges. So that's how we um, <laughs> ended up with that name. So yes, what a great yes. tournament! Well, well, you lived up to the name there, Ron. You we did absolutely, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> well, you know what, Ron and Ben and Sergio, that show will air tomorrow morning at 8:30 on Valley Sports West five times uh, this next week. So we're looking forward to that. One last shout-out and good morning to Patty. Uh, and thanks for listening every week, Patty. We really appreciate that. And So, Ron and Absolutely. Ben, Sergio, you guys all have a great week. You too, Danny. All see right, you, thanks, Danny. Danny. Talk to you later. All right, see you guys. All right, yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, that was a, that's a really good episode. A lot of good fish being caught. And um, I know the guys are going. I'm not going this year, um, but they're going, uh, I think, in a couple of weeks. And then we will be in the East Cape at the end of September to give away the shoes. So we'll film that one, and uh, we'll bring it to you. Okay, so uh, we have to take a break. Take, but, oh, okay, let's take okay. a break. So this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA. We'll be right back. Radio. AM 830.
Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Fishing fanatics will love a value pack membership in Freedom Boat Club. For only a one-time entry fee and low monthly dues, you can access offshore fishing boats, walk-arounds, bow riders, pontoons, and cruisers at Freedom Boat Club of Huntington Beach and San Diego, plus 950 boats at nearly 100 locations nationwide. Hook up with Freedom Boat Club and get three months free on all new memberships. Call 888-781-7363. That's 888-781-7363. Our cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio. AM 830. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. And real quick, good morning, Steve, Bill, Serena, Alex, Glenda, Tom, Agar, Kurt, Kathy, and Tom. Now we have 17 and listeners. Darren. And Darren, we have 17 listeners. I'm going to mark the 17. That's good. Well, listen, um, like I said, we're going to be in the East Cape later in September. We're also going to be in Cedros. I talked to Orchid Martinez this week, and uh, we're ready to go. Um, that should be fun. I can't believe uh, you, me, and Ben Ron are going to be on the on the center console of Cedros. Uh, they're pulling on some bigger fish right now. Uh, only a, a month away, and it should be some good good action. Are they going to okay. bring a porta potty? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, let's not, not let's gonna, not go you're there. Not going to drift. No more no, no, no more no. drift. <laughs> I'm going to tie a rope. I'm going to tie a rope to the boat. Well, you know, the, the oh, fishing's what? been really good there. If you notice, I've been getting texts from uh, Mike Howell and them. Uh, they have limited out on yellowtail every morning by 9 a.m. What's yeah, up with the calicos, though? Yellowtail. Yeah, and quality the yellowtail. Calicos, yeah. too. They got right. really, really good quality calicos. I haven't seen any monsters, but uh, plenty of fours, fives, and sixes. Yep. So uh, that, 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 that makes for a fun day. So anyway, let, let, let's go back to some of the things that we were talking about because I think it's important for everybody that's going out here in the near future. Um, we were talking about drag, okay? And uh, one of the things that I will recommend right now for these tuna, and and that would be more of a, of a lever drag versus a star drag. Yeah. And uh, a, a star drag, I mean, there's a lot of people that, swear by the star drag that's how i started fishing the star drag but as i got used to a lever drag i love the fact that i can adjust the drag on a fish while i'm fishing them with a lever drag and know exactly where i'm at where i cannot do that with a star drag you want to explain that uh ben okay just interrupt here just for a second because uh, oh. we have Steve from Long Beach Sports Fishing, and Steve will give us a heads up on what the Eldorado and Victory are doing. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Hey, Serge. What's going on, Steve? Give us a roll down. 
All right. Well, like you guys mentioned earlier, we did have a little bit of wind come up this week. Kind of rolled the water a little bit, dropped the temp temp down just slightly. It'll it'll get back on track. But prior to that, fishing's been really fishing was really good. Uh, the El Dorado that earlier this week they went nine for thirty on those big yellowtail, um, and then they also got limits of the you know big rockfish, close to limits on whitefish, and a few sheephead, few lingcod. So it's good fishing. Once this uh once this wind backs off, we'll get back on track. But it's a uh, it's been good fishing. The Eldorados, uh, they're online every night, departing at 8.30 p.m. for Island Freelance, guys. So uh, get on out and go catch some fish. And the Victory? Victory, same same deal. Uh, locally, fishing got a little slower this week. But prior, uh, earlier in the week, Captain George had a his best day. He had over 100 mixed bass, calico and sand bass. Um, really good barracuda fishing limits of Sculpin. It was a... Uh, really good fishing it'll like i said once the wind backs off it'll get back on track uh you can go ahead and book through our website for any of our boats longbeachsportfishing.com you click the little book online tab and uh, if you have any any problems or questions just give us a call at 562-432-8993 and uh, real quick i'm heading off to work myself uh i did put the link on on the friends of anglo chronicles uh website or facebook page if you guys haven't done so, uh, we got to try to save sport fishing. Um, so just click that link. Yes. That petition. That petition only takes thirty seconds to a minute. I think it only took me thirty seconds. I did it a while ago, but it is on the Friends of Angler Chronicles Facebook page. So you guys take a minute out of your day, uh, save sport fishing. Super yes. important. Yes, I, I think it's super important. All right, Steve. All right. Go have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week, bud. Hey, thanks for the time, guys. Nice, nice, oh, thank Steve. you. All right. Wait, wait. Let, let me let, let's get back to what you were talking about. Okay, so uh, drags, star drag versus lever drag. Yeah. Thank you. In, in in a nutshell, and and there's 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 a, a plus to both of them, but in a nutshell, a star drag is driving down the street with your lights on or with your lights off. A lever drag is driving down the street with your lights on. And people go, well, isn't that sort of radical to say? Well, the problem is, here's what you deal with. There's there's pluses and minuses to both of them. A lot of guys say that, you know, unfortunately with the lever drag, you can't cast as far as a star drag. Well, I think a lot of guys say that because you have to spend time casting both of them to learn how to cast effectively, right? So what you have with the star drag is spending, I spent, you know, many years fishing Shimano's and all the Shimano's I fished, were um, Trinidad's, and the Trinidad's are all star drags. And what would happen is every year, which I don't do with the levers, I would have to replace my stack of washers on my star drag because starting out when I bought the star drag, if I made one turn, that might be two pounds, and make another turn, now you're at four pounds, and you can keep on turning and figure out where you're at. As you fish throughout the year, and a lot of guys don't understand this, they're like, God, it seems like my drag just shot up, so something's broke on my star drag. What it is is the stack of washers compresses, compresses, and compresses until your spectrum of drag is very small. One turn, four, six pounds of, you know, four to six pounds increase. So that's something that would be with the star drag that I always keep in the – keep that in the back of my mind all the time no matter whose reels i'm fishing they compress the drags will compress 
with a lever drag you're not dealing with that thing with the lever drag as you're as you're moving well I'm, especially with the accurates you've got drag on both sides of the spool which evenly puts an even amount of uh, pressure on both sides so all the levers with the other levers they're putting pressure on one side of the spool remember that but what happens is more drag that you push on those things the more drag on one side versus an accurate which is on both sides evenly distorts sometimes will distort the spool inside the frame so these things are things to keep in mind i'm not saying that every you know like it, it all depends on how you're fishing but for sure with those star drags every year you should be looking at your stacked washers and being able to go through and replace the stacked washers that are in your star drag reels so that you have that spectrum of drag so that when you make one turn it's two pounds and not ten you know so to me i i cast them both evenly i can cast them pretty much the same but coming forward with this new turn two you're going to see the castability of a star drag take a step up so it's just a little teaser for you i'm not going to go into crazy detail about what we did to this new one but we had features on the original one that were good you know one of those features is um it, it, it's a twin star drag reel that means it has a drag on each side of the gear so that there's an even amount of pressure on the gear we couldn't do it on the spools but um castability wise you know whatever whatever floats your boat especially if you have a um, if you have a tension mechanism for the spool you're able to go through and tighten that all the way up put your reel in freeze put your reel in, in free spool and then slowly loosen it until you see it dropping down so that's uh that would be my two cents on on star versus versus lever well the other thing with leather drag is you can get a two-speed yeah no, no you're right for there. sure right so for two-speed you will have to do a lever drag now i don't understand people saying that because when i put my leather drag in completely free spool it's free spool i don't understand you know how one casts better so i'm really looking forward to seeing the new actives coming out okay the turn two yeah i really want to check that out because for me it's like you uh, it, it seems the same i it does i i cast the same with a star versus a, a lever drag yeah okay i just like like i said I, i've gotten really accustomed to adjusting on the fly you know if i need more or less uh drag yeah the other thing that i want to talk about is this once you're on a fish, a 60, 70 pound fish, and you're fighting them for an hour, an hour and a half, you guys have to realize that you're putting a lot of pressure, a lot of heat on those drags. Okay? When you finish the fight, you need to readjust. Um, some of the, the mistakes that I see is, you know, the people that they catch a fish, they bring it on, and immediately want to go in and throw out another bait. Okay, well, that's great, but there's a couple things that you got to do. you got to check your fluorocarbon, especially the first foot, foot and a half. Okay, make sure that the, the, the fluorocarbon is not uh, frayed in any way, shape, or form. Right. Check your knot, okay? Make sure your knot is okay. You, you might as well check your drag as well, okay? Everything changes, and, and you got to – I mean, these are mechanical items. Okay, if you put friction, heat, uh, pressure uh, of an hour and a half fight, then I gotta imagine it, it, it changes your drag. Uh, yeah, 
and 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 what you're talking about, Sergio, is is just let, let me let me slow you take take you got this one. So you start a fight with the fish. You back off a little bit. He takes half your spool. Now you start increasing the drag as you're getting the fish. He comes up underneath the boat. The last 60 feet underneath the boat are a nightmare. So that means you're going to go keep on moving up with the drag, using your rod to its full to its full potential. And you're going to continue bringing that fish up. You bring that fish up. They put it the gaff on it. You get it out like you say. Like to me, I think you're perfectly right in there. I'd cut six inches off my line, retie my hook, get ready to go. But what's going on with the drag? Think about it. You just hammered the drag so that you could land that fish. When they're in the circle and their body's against the water, it's the hardest thing to get them up to the top of the water, right? So as you increase your drag and you cast it, and let's say it's wide open. Remember, depending on what kind of reel you're fishing with, those drags are going to get hot and sometimes they get sticky. That's why we lubricate our drag washers so to avoid any heat, any heat problems and any stickiness of the drag. Your, your drag is now pinned. You throw a bait on, you put it in gear, and you pop a fish right off. And you're like, well, what just happened? It's like anything else. You have to look at it and have a quick checklist. I cut a little bit of my floor off, like Sergio just said, I tied a new hook on, and now I'm going to check my drag and make sure that my drag needs, it's where it should be. Back it off. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll back my drag off, I'll grab a hold of the spool real quick, wind it, just to make sure everything's smooth, put it back where it needs to go and make a cast. Then uh, you're in the game. All right, everybody. Well, this is great topics, and I got a couple of questions that vendors, uh, vendors, uh, people sent me to ask. But uh, you're listening to Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio AM 830. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 
All right, welcome back to Anger Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA and the cars. The music's been spectacular today. Yes, we have. Music has been outstanding. Great job, Sergio, as always. No, you you asked for a rock and roll number. I gave you some rock and roll. I did. <laughs> All right. All right, well, let's, let's get back to this. Um, like, ben, like Ben said, and you, you have to be, what is it, six P's, seven P's? I always forget how many P's there are. But there's a lot of peeing going on. That's like, that's what I will say. Well, but here, here, here's, here's the key. You have to be prepared. And other, we're not talking catching a small fish. We're talking the, the fish that are out there right now are 50 to 120 pounds, at least this week. And it requires you to have the right gear in order to land them. Now, yes, like, like Rick told us, you'll get bit on 20, but chances of landing them are pretty slim to none. So you need to have the right gear. Now you have the right gear, but is your right gear up to par? Uh, one of the things that I've seen is this. There, people think that fluorocarbon does not have a shelf life. It does, okay? I have been on the boat several times with Rick, and we take 30, 40-pound fluorocarbon and snap it like it's nothing, okay? So if you have fluorocarbon that's been sitting in your tackle box for two or three years, you know what? Let it go. Go get fresh line. Fresh line has always been a, a deal. I, I know back in the days, think about this, back in the day when we used fluorocarbon, when we didn't have, I mean, excuse me, when we used monofilament, when we didn't have fluorocarbon, we used to change our line almost weekly. I used to, I used to change my line weekly. I fished two or three times a week. Every week, got rid of all the line and put on fresh line. Um, no respect to now, we don't have to. But we do have to change the top six feet. Uh, I use four to five, sometimes six feet. And we've talked about this with Ben many a times. Uh, I want to make sure that the knot, the connection knot between spectra and fluorocarbon is outside my castability. So, you know, when I go to cast, the knot never goes to the top eye. It, it, doesn't, and it doesn't get caught up. That's the way to do it. But... Make sure that everything that you're using is ready to go, fish after fish. All right, so check your nuts, check your line, check your hook, uh, check your drags, everything. All right, now, Ron, you said you had a couple of questions? Yeah, um, I, I got one from Dan. In fact, good morning, Dan, Enrique, Geoff, Rodney, Kevin, and Steve. We're up to 22 people now. <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Dan asks, uh, when is the best time to use a two-speed, the second speed? <laughs> best time to use a two-speed is when you cannot turn the handle anymore in high speed. So the, what happens is your rod's gonna, your rod's gonna load, and it's getting it put to a point where it might get close to. Well, I'm not gonna say bottoming out, but your loads, your rod's gonna be really loaded. When you can't turn the handle anymore is the time to go into low, and that's usually when they're in the circle, and you've got them in the circle, and they're digging. So when they start digging, that means getting their head down as they circle. The two-speed's the only way, and it was funny because I wanted to go and make sure, because Sergio said it earlier, but we really haven't clarified this grade of fish that's out here. 
There are small reels that you can cast that are all two speeds. Daiwa makes them, Penn makes them, uh, Shimano makes them, Accurate makes them. Make sure you have a two speed because when you cast in these foaming fish, you think you're going to cast. It's happened to me twice. I think I'm going to cast. I'm going to hook a fish from like 60 to 80 pounds. And I'm hooking these things that are 150, 200 pounds. And they fight super, super hard. And when you hook a 60 or an 80 pounder, they fight really super hard too. But the key is when you get those fish on and you go to two speed, understand when you need to go from two speed to single speed. If you're winding and you're in two speed and you're winding and all of a sudden you see your rod start moving up, get out of low and go to high. The key to any fight with any of these fish is keep your rod loaded to the maximum extent that you can, apply as much pressure, and if he does start coming up like that and you can get him, just make sure that, again, we talked about regulating drag with our hands. Make sure that you can feel the drag, regulate the drag, because as they come up, that means that you win if you can stop them and keep them up there. Right. Let me just add uh, my two cents to this, okay? So um, when I'm fishing, <clears throat> you know, obviously you're in high speed uh, first, right? So you're not in low speed, and you're fishing, and your fish is out. That's when I like to use regular you know, speed. Now, when my fish is up and down, straight up and down, that's when I'll go to two speed. Here's the other thing, and I keep seeing this all the time. It's what I call the stalemate, okay, where the fish isn't gaining and you're not gaining, okay? You're just sitting there, okay? That's not good, okay? That's when I see a lot of fish being lost at that stalemate. So when you're in a stalemate, and when I need that, that's when I may go to a low speed. But you have to be ready to go from low speed to high speed in the dip of a bucket. Okay, so get familiar on how to engage low speed, how to engage high speed, okay, how to get in and out. Very important. But as a rule of thumb, if your fish is out, you can be in high speed. If your fish is straight up and down, I think that's when I would go with a low speed. And it usually occurs towards the end of the fight, okay? But the key, the key, is make sure that rod is bent. When you go to low speed, it's very easy to lose the bend in your rod compared to high speed. So if you lose that bend on the, on the, on the rod, you're going to lose that fish. Yeah, the other thing, here's another yeah. thing, is when a lot of manufacturers have a low speed mechanism that only engages every 45 degrees, okay? Ours at Acker, it's an instant gauge. But when you have one that only engages every 45 degrees, the key when you're loaded all the way with the rod, push, let the rod dip an inch and pop it into low. And that means push it into low as you're taking pressure off the spool, pop it into low. You don't take any pressure off the rod, and then you can get into low. Because a lot of people tell me, I can't get in the low gear. I can't get in the low gear. And I'll walk up beside them, and I go, watch. And I'll hold on to the foregrip with them, and then I'll just pull down just an inch or so on the rod. So the rod's moving an inch. Pop it in the gear, take the first crank, engage it, give it back to them. So it's super important to understand that when you're at a stalemate, like he's talking about, if unless you have a reel that instantly engages, you have to take the pressure off the spool to get the two-speed to engage in the gears to go through and start the two-speed mechanism. So that happens. You know I, I and, forgot. Go ahead. Yeah, 
I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I've been using the acronym for such a long time. I totally forgot about that. It's an instant. I just press the button and it's good to go. I press the release. It's ready to go. So, yeah, they're very important. Very important about that. Okay, you got any more questions, Ron? Yeah, I got uh, uh, Steve asked that um, when a fish takes out all this line, how much drag is the reel picking up? Because, you know, it does tighten up as you lose more line. So... We just we talked about that earlier. Remember, search right. it. If if we start with the full, if we start with the full spool. spool line. And again, we're let's say we're fishing um, fifty pound. Okay, we start a full spool line, and we want to say we're going to fish a quarter of the breaking strength. That's what I was talking to the guys. If you if you feel better at fishing a third, fish a third, but no more than that, you're going to have twelve pounds twelve pounds of drag at full at the full spool. As you go to half a spool, the drag moves up to 24 pounds, okay? As you go further, just remember it continues to spike. As you lose line to a big fish, continually understand you want that lever drag that we were talking about, and you want to move it backwards as it's going. The thing that's going to tell you to move it backwards is when you hear the tinging of the line. You're going to hear tinging of the line, get that drag back because you'll break a fish off because... There's, so, there's pressure, like you're saying, there's pressure at the spool of the reel, and there's a lot of pressure on your knots and everything else that's in the water with the fish. Outstanding. Very cool. And Very that's good. that's one of the times uh-huh. that, yes, uh, you would, uh, you know, touch your drag as you're well, you, oh, That's why we have that lever drag, right. though. I mean, it's, it's on the go. Because we're always telling you, don't put your thumb on there, don't do this, don't do that, but that is one of the times. And, and you know, guys... You got three of the best fishermen in the world with Steve and, and Sergio, and, and they do know what they're talking about. Um, and you hear about all these fish that are getting lost, and uh, we saw it on the Ocean Odyssey just a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, and these are experienced fishermen. When you put it in that second gear, you've got remember the fish is going to start charging the boat. You got to get it out of second gear. You're not going to keep up with it. Yeah. All right. All right, so uh, let's see. What do we got coming up, uh, Ron? Let's talk about that uh, that twilight trip. I, let me tell you something. When I started fishing, that was my type of fishing. Oh, I absolutely. Twilight. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. I, I remember going to work and coming back and saying, I need some space. I need some therapy. Okay? And I've always said, for the rich, there's therapy. For the rest of us, there's fishing. There's something that happens when you go out on the boat and um, you look out and it's all dark and you're catching bass straight up and down. It's extremely relaxing. Have a burger with some friends. It's a lot of fun. And so um, when's, there, when's there twilight? I'm really excited about this twilight, as you can tell. Well, okay, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, it's been, I'm really excited because it was one of the staples for years that we used to always have a twilight trip, a couple of them. And, and we've had some great trips on twilight, but it's out of Davy's locker on the Western pride. It cannot wait. Uh, you can call them at nine, four, nine, six, seven, three, one, four, three, four. And if, you know, we book it up, I would love people to be in the angler Chronicles gear. And it's just twilights are a blast. Cause then, you know, once from Davy's locker, then you could head up to old norms there and hang out and watch the really neat people. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, okay. And one, one and other ben, thing, Ben Seacrest will come out with a with a with a two speed and sixty five pound test, and 
Hey, um, and, and put the wood to the back. Yeah. Real quick, uh, they they hardly ever call us. It's one of the our favorite boats. That uh, I want to say good morning to the Helena and Dan and Calvin. Uh, you guys rock. Uh, they got 25 people on their head and out. And good morning, guys. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Great, great little boat. You know, awesome. Great little hey, boat. You I, guys I, get out there on every that. Every time I've caught something, every time I've been on that boat, I've caught something memorable. Yeah. Okay. I remember one time, remember we thought it was a tuna that ended up being like a 90-pound black sea bass. Yeah. That, was, that, that, was, that was crazy. Anyway, so um, what else is going on, Ronnie? Well, you know, um, we got the uh, real fun on August uh, 18th. Um, we do have a few spots still available. That That is actually filling up really fast right now because fishing is starting to get better locally. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. And, you know, they, they, have tuna. they have tuna in the area. Yes, they do. And you know what? They had tuna. It's everywhere. Getting them to bite, it'll happen. The guys, just get out there. You, you're not going to get bit if you don't go fishing. That's for sure. But we do have the real fun. I'm sorry, excuse me. It has been changed to the some fun, which, you know, just as good. Uh, Captain uh, uh, Wooly, can't wait to be out there with him. And that is our, uh, our call me at 714-969-9750. We still have a few sets. So right now we got to go to break. That one, because, because that's our trip, it'll be a limited load. So just remember, they're the Casey Anglers meeting today at Evite. Make sure. I'm just going to say it one more time. We'll say it one time more time before we get off. I, I don't want to be up there and not have all your people there. Yep. Okay. I, I, we will discuss that just in the last segment, but right now we got to take a break. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Radio. AMA 30. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. good time right now and it's good to have my brother back here in the studio Sergio it's not the same without you but we're trying the best we can and 
uh, Ben just came off with a doozy. So, um, I, oh, I, he, he brought up, he brought up, yeah, he brought up a good, uh, thing tonight. Um, uh, fishing Evike, uh, has a meeting tonight at the KC anglers. Is that right? That is correct. And it's in Alhambra. I keep saying La Mirada, but it's Alhambra and, uh, Ben, go ahead and tell them what you're going to talk yeah, about. You know what? You guys heard a little, a little glimpse or of the of what we're going to talk about but i mean i'm just if they give me an hour i'm going to talk about womb to tomb i'm going to talk about private boat i'm going to talk about you know fishing on a, a party boat so i'm bringing everything along you can check it out they're going to have tons of raffles i heard that there's a um, a good deal for guys for casey anglers or people going to the seminar are going to get a percentage off of whatever they buy and and one thing that Ron was talking about is up there they might have products that we're looking for down here because they're like out out and away from us so if uh you know it might be a good place to go check out for for a product to buy for fishing right now well yeah they have a full stock uh, store up there um you know when we were there the last time and um you know hey down here I haven't been in there in a while. I admit it. I'm sorry I haven't, but they're mostly airsoft guns. They're one of the largest dealers in the California. The largest, yeah. And um, it's a great place to go visit. I, I'm going to try to get there tonight. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it, it's good. It, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. So you'll, you'll be talking. What time is your talk? Uh, they're meetings from 5 to 7, so I'd say I'm probably talking about 6 o'clock or something. And, you know, just just doing what we do, Give put some information out if you guys want to. You know, here's some uh, here's some of the thoughts of a, a guy that continually learns. I don't know everything, and I'm not anywhere near it, but I learn every day, and I'll pass on the stuff that I see that see that works for me. That's it. That's it right there. Okay, there's uh, there's all kinds of sayings about fishing, but one of the, one of the ones I always remember. Are you are you ready for this? Are you, are you ready for this? Pay attention. Are you or not? Okay. Pay attention. Okay. In youth, we learn how to fish. In age, we understand why. You like that? Yeah, it's it's, it's very similar. That it's so that, that comes down to your wow. wife and your girlfriend and everything else, right? He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He ain't heavy. <laughs> that was good, sir. How about Joe? this one? How about this one? When I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me. Wow. Wow. What's up with this? Dude, have I, you been I, smoking in there? <laughs> Ron, has he got spleef? Yeah. Has he got some stuff going on there? I don't know, but, you know, something. Yeah. He, he's, you make, know, he's making me scratch my head. That's not all you scratch. There's some days there won't be a song in your heart that you need to sing anyway. Oh, are you writing these things down, or are you just making them up? I don't know. I no, think, dude, he is the I, next. I, I tell you what. I won't I say that, what. but yeah, he's the next one to follow, guys. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, this cold has my has kicked my butt, but uh, there's just so much stuff in my head it just pops out yeah, at any given time. So good thing I'm alone here at home. Okay, but uh, let's get back to what we'd love to do. Fishing is really good these days, guys. Um, it's time for you to get out. Uh, the one thing is, don't be, um, don't, don't get frustrated on these tuna. Uh, bluefin have always been a finicky bunch. Okay, 
Um, sometimes you see them. I mean, how many times have been on the ocean odyssey, Ron, with these fish just foaming all over the water, all the way around us, and they, they just won't they won't bite. And unless you snag one, okay, you, you're not going to get one. Okay, well, yeah. uh, match the hats. That's one of the things that I would tell people right now. Um, ben, I don't know if you've noticed this. Uh, I've gotten some reports of some of these fish being on very, very small bait. It's been that way anchovies, the entire time, Serge. Yeah, they've been on anchovies. So think about this, guys. They're, they're on anchovies. That's what they want. And you're throwing a sardine. It just it doesn't look like a, like an anchovy. That's when you got to go to your bag of tricks and pull out a... Uh, you know, a mega bait or a cold sniper, maybe a black and silver, something that kind of looks like it. Uh, and, and, and the size, probably both, that'd probably be a 40 or a 60. Okay, the problem with those jigs is the hook. you got to replace the hook. Right. Okay, those, those hooks on a, on a small cold sniper or mega bait are just not going to hold up. So everything right now is how fast you can adapt to what's going on and um you know ben always says you know you gotta you gotta learn you're you're constantly learning if you want to be part of that 10 percent that catches 90 percent of the fish it's always learning the minute you think you know everything you stop growing okay and and fishing is a sport about total constantly learning constantly and if it's not the case then we wouldn't have always brand new technology coming out, okay? There's a reason for new things coming out. There's always something at the other at the end of the corner, you know, that is new, okay? And some things, okay, come back. How then? Oh yeah, it's Sometimes a big circle. All the year again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, what what would you say? If you had to give a tip right now, just one, okay, for somebody to remember, for the fishing that's going on right now, what would it be? Just because you buy something in the package doesn't mean that it's rigged right. Well, I, I just Ooh, learned I, like I just that. learned that, you know, that knife jig that you set up, you know, that I caught the tuna on the Ocean Odyssey, you know, the, the owner of stingers and replacement hooks that you add to it, there's no way that I would have um, not caught that. No, and what Sergio is saying is he's talking about the hook, but remember your right. split rings, too. Yes. So anything with the hook, mm -hmm. change your split rings. The other thing is I'm going to throw out a good one for you guys is we were talking about a split ring on the top of the jig. Another thing that's really cool is to take um, 60 or 80-pound swivel and stick that on the split ring, and what it does is it gets rid of any twist that you have in your line from casting and retrieving your, your jigs. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, bottom line is this, just um, be prepared, okay? Please be prepared. I, I don't like hearing, you know, we hooked up 20 fish and only got eight. That, that, that's heartbreaking. I mean, uh, even you, when you lost those two fish, you learned something, didn't you? Well, I learn every day, yeah, I try to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? And, and it's not and just fishing, it's at life too, right? You learn about people, you learn about everything else just pay attention yeah i'm kind of and i learned i was i'm glad i was in the studio during the last play why ah! well you know what well, I you, I'm, I'm changing the I name it was a doozy 
Oh no no! Just it was it was verbal because right now it's him doing all that, not me. He's he's. I, I'm changing the name. I'm changing the name right now to Philosophical Radio. Yeah. Hey, the other like thing that? I want to throw out: if you guys have a if you have a small boat, don't be a Richard. Okay. <laughs> so the reason I say that is that I'm out there and I'm and I got all these guys around me that don't know how to act with these tuna. Do you think tuna want you to drive right over them? No, they don't. They want you to stop and be quiet and let them foam. So just because another boat's on it, stay off of it. Don't ruin it for everybody. If you don't know what you're doing, go through and figure it out. And you can read all about it, I'm sure, on on the web. Give them them a little clue here. So here's what you can do. If you see a foamer, you're going to see the foamer doesn't stay still. It actually moves. Okay. Whatever direction they're going, intercept them. In other words, go ahead of them and have them come to you. Yeah. That'll help. Okay, because once you're sitting there floating, they're not intimidated. But if you run over them, they sink out. Yeah. Okay, and, and they break up. What do they, so, what do they say? Um, they like, say, wind at your back. You should have the wind at your back when you're fishing foamers. Go upwind of them, turn mm-hmm. around them, don't stay right near them, and let them come to you. Like we had a fish, I had one of those fish on, I had fish hit the boat. And that was after I fought wow. the fish for a while. They came to the boat, and they were smacking the boat, and they went underneath the boat because the bait ball came to the boat to try to hide. So mm-hmm. just exactly. don't spook the them. Party, turn the motor off. Yeah. I mean, uh, why don't you explain the definition of a foamer versus a boil? So a boil is a single fish or a group of fish that are just oneies, oneies, oneies. You're going to see five boils and then see nothing else. A foamer is a school of fish meeting a bait ball, and everybody gets all jazzed up, and they are going to just—it looks just like— a uh, uh, hot tub or a jacuzzi the way the hot tub and the jacuzzi moves that's the way they're moving because not only are they moving but the bait's moving and a lot of times when you see it that stuff gets up on top of the water it will continue i've seen foamers last literally there was a foamer probably about seven or eight years ago i was with the twins in a in a skiff and literally found a foamer that we caught two fish and two is the limit right we caught two bigger fish, came back onto the foamer, caught a couple more. The foamer was up for hours. Yeah. So it's a really it's, it's a it's, it's a right. really big deal. Yeah, so um I think it's important to, to explain that because um people sometimes will call a boil when it's a foamer and a foamer when it's a boil. Okay, so uh just remember, um you you it, it seems like you'll it seems like a boil seems to be more yellowtail. Foamers tend to be more tuna, but it's just um, I've never seen yellowtail foam. Have you? No, I never seen yellowtail foam, but I'm sure you know what yeah. I've seen. Let's call it like a mini foamer. I've seen yellows like they do that thing, but they've also seen two or three yellows get on a small bait and they're not foaming, but they're blowing everything mm-hmm. out. I've seen bass mm-hmm. get close to foaming right on the edge of the kelp a couple times too. So yeah, we saw it, that at, uh, at uh, what do you call it, uh, San Benito's, remember? Yeah, we saw it with those Benito's red crab. Right. Yeah, yeah, wide open. Which, by the way, um, let's talk about that a little bit. And coming in September, we're heading back to Cedrus. And um, if you guys, 
love calico bass fishing and love yellowtail fishing. Well, that has to be the capital of both those fish in the world. Uh, we have had some amazing trips, okay, and I'm really looking forward to getting back out there with. I can't believe I'm going to be with both of you on the boat. Jeez, oh, God, again. So you might want to get that E-perb because, remember, once you start moving up, if I see you get on that little box to fish, I'm just going to push you, push you in the water well, and we'll just, take I'm, off. I'm, not eat, I'm just not going to eat and drink. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know what? You guys jump in the water. I'll catch fish. Okay, no, Blue hey, Lagoon, man. Blue Lagoon. Once again, once again, i got 30 seconds left, guys. Uh, no August 7th at Lake Elsinore. It'll be rescheduled, and Tuesday's Taco Tuesday will be uh, the 24th. Um, okay. You know, guys, great show. Sergio, got anything real quick? Yeah. You ready, Ben? Yeah. What we always tell people. Be, be kind. kind. Yep. Okay, please, be kind to one another. Be safe out there, and get to know your equipment. Check your lines. Check your knots. Check it all. Yep. All right, everybody. Week, everybody. Thank you very, very much. Now, uh, real quick, uh, Dan and Kingland, thanks for making us 25 listeners. And we'll be back next week on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA, the well, Sanger Chronicles. this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.